I uh, was elected to Congress 31 years ago, four years after I graduated from law school. And, uh, and I joined the Energy Committee 31 years ago and the Natural Resources Committee 31 years ago. So I have gone to 62 years of hearings uh, on energy and environment hearings. No one has ever tried that before. And, uh, and I don't know how many uh, uh, history majors are out there, but um, uh, history majors, we really don't know what we want to do in, in college so that we go on to law school or something else after that to buy more time. So a uh, congressional expert, it, when it comes to science issues, congressional expert is kind of an oxymoron. It's like a contradiction in terms, like a jumbo shrimp or Salt Lake City nightlife. I mean, there is no such thing <laughs> as a congressional expert compared to real experts, you know? And uh, when my mother got disappointed in me uh, to show her displeasure, which was quite frequent, she would say that uh, she was going to donate my brain to Harvard Medical School as a completely unused human organ. So, uh, and so when it comes to science, um, uh, it, it's very important to have the experts here and to be guided by them. So after Nancy Pelosi became the Speaker of uh, the House this January, she decided to create one select committee on one subject, and it was on global warming and energy independence, and she asked me to be the chair. And unfortunately, while over the last 20 years we've uh, invented and deployed the internet ubiquitously, we've cracked the human genome, giving real hope for progress in the prevention and cure of disease, when it comes to energy technologies, we really haven't made that much progress in terms of their deployment. We've gone backwards in automotive technology. We now average 25 miles per gallon in the United States. We averaged 27 miles per gallon in 1987. And, but with it, we see this dramatic increase in imports of oil into the United States, but also dramatically uh, more CO2 being sent out into the atmosphere, creating these huge problems uh, for the entire planet. When in my congressional district 200 years ago, the Lowell family decided to build that first factory, they began to send CO2 up into the atmosphere. 280 parts per million was the condition 200 years ago. But after the Industrial Revolution, looking now at that number, it's up to 380 parts per million, kind of putting a, a blanket across the atmosphere, keeping that heat inside of our planet. If it continues to 480 parts per million, there'll be another blanket that's put up there, holding in even more heat, putting the Greenland ice cap at, at, at risk, uh, putting uh, the uh, Great Barrier Reef at risk, uh, putting the Amazon rainforest at risk, putting the oceans of the world at risk. And, and so this is the time, this is the place, and you are the people. You are uh, the most blessed people on our planet. President Kennedy used to say that to those who much is given, much is expected, and you have been given more than all but a half of a half of 1% of all of the people who have ever lived in the history of this planet.
planet. Now, Speaker Pelosi and I, three weeks ago, uh, traveled to Greenland. Greenland is the scene of the crime. Greenland is the epicenter uh, where you can see this problem evolving. Uh, she was the highest ranking public official to ever go there. Uh, this is just three weeks ago. Now, what do we have in Greenland? In Greenland, we have uh, an island 1,300 miles long, 300 miles wide. On top of it is an ice cap, which is 10 Empire State Buildings high at its peak. So think about that. Think about looking up at the Empire State Building. Now keep going nine more times. That's how high the ice is. And on top of it now is melting ice that is, that is turning into lakes. And these lakes are eddying out. Moulins, cylindrical, vertical, tunnels, burrowing down one mile, two miles to the bottom of that ice cap. And then lubricating the bottom of the ice cap, moving it faster and faster towards the ocean. Seismology equipment now is picking up on the Richter scale four and five ice quakes that are lasting 20 to 25 minutes. That's where the movie would begin, huh? Professor, I think I've picked something up here. <laughs> An ice quake four to five on the Richter scale on the Greenland ice cap that if it went into the ocean would raise the ocean level for the whole world 20 feet. So this is a huge problem. In fact, while it is imperative that we end the war in Iraq as soon as possible, as our number one near-term priority as a Democrat, in the long run, all of the issues that we're talking about will be merely a footnote in history if we do not resolve this issue of global warming and climate change. So this is, without question, the issue for you, the green generation. You're pushing this issue. The reason that the Senate voted to increase to 35 miles per gallon from 25 miles per gallon, the average for the American fleet of automobiles and SUVs is the pressure that's coming from this younger generation. That's where the pressure is coming from. And by the way, 35 miles per gallon as opposed to 25 miles per gallon backs out all the oil that we import from the Persian Gulf, two and a half million barrels a day. Huh? Is that working smarter, not harder? And also cuts all the CO2 that otherwise would go into the atmosphere. So we're going to have a discussion here today, and I'll just finish with this other one interesting point. I had as a hearing um, three weeks ago um, General Gordon Sullivan, who along with 11 other three and four star generals did a study of the relationship between global warming and national security. And here's what General Gordon Sullivan said to us, said to my committee. He said that as the chief of staff for the Army, 
in Somalia in 1993, here's what happened. Climate change led to a drought. The drought led to a famine. The famine led to international aid going into Somalia. The warlords started to fight over now this limited resource. The United States, General Sullivan, had to send in troops to try to separate these people, and that's what led to Black Hawk Down. That's what led to the loss of our American troops. And he warned that in Darfur and in country after country, we now had to have a national intelligence estimate of where national security issues were going to rise around the world because of climate change. And we have now, as Democrats, built that into the intelligence bill that just passed two weeks ago and the defense bill that just passed two weeks ago to force, to tell the military to begin to plan uh, for the consequences of what climate change, mean, climate change means to the national security of our country uh, and to the world.